Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. But then when I got over to the New Testament, I began to see that the Bible said that we have a better covenant established on better promises. And we'd thought and I'd said, you know, our sins are covered, but really our sins aren't covered. The New Testament said we're cleansed from sin. Cleansed, hallelujah, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I could spill some red ink here on this Bible cover. Well, I could take something, you know, and cover it up. It's still there, but it's covered up. But if I take a cleansing agent and cleanse it, I don't have to cover it up. It's gone. Hallelujah. And thank God our sins are gone. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I've talked to people sometimes about certain things. They come for help. Well, the best way in the world I know to help people is give them God's Word. And I begin to give them God's Word. Here's what God's Word says. Yeah, but now let me give you my idea about this. And I've said on numerous occasions, Sister, brother, that, that's the thing that's got you in trouble right now is you're going by your idea instead of what the Word says about it. I'll tell you, if God's Word contradicts my idea, I just, I just leave my idea and get in line with the Word. Just forget about that. Amen. We go by what we think about it sometimes instead of what God said about it. Well, I thought, you know, this fellow Elijah, he's sure not my idea of a righteous man. How in the world could God call him righteous? He went on, you know, to say, now, Lord, you know, said, just might as well let me die. Said, I'm the, I'm the only one that's left anyhow. Everybody else is backslid but me. You know, you run into those kind of folks today, you know. Nobody but me's got anything, you know. It's me and my little bunch. I'm so glad that's not the truth, aren't you? Amen. And in spite of all their mistaken ideas, they can still be righteous in the sight of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and they get answers to prayer. Yeah, he said, I'm the only one that's left. Everybody's backslidden but me. Everybody's bowed their knee to Baal except me. And God had to correct him on that. said, no, no, I've got 7,000 reserved unto myself that have not bowed their knee to Baal. Well, anyway... I decided way back there I'd check up about this fellow and I'd see now why could God, a man as unstable as him <laughs> and subject to like passion as we are, how could he call him righteous? How, how could James, inspired by the Holy Spirit, give this man as an example of a righteous man praying? I, I just wondered about that. Well, I began to check up on it. I found out, like the 32nd Psalm said, blessed is the man whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. But I found out that these saints, God set up a system, you see, of course, whereby the blood of innocent animals could be shed that would cover their sins, and he didn't impute iniquity unto them. He imputed righteousness unto them. That is, he counted them as being righteous. But then when I got over to the New Testament, I began to see that 
the Bible said that we have a better covenant established on better promises. And we'd thought and I'd said, you know, our sins are covered, but really our sins aren't covered. The New Testament said we're cleansed from sin. Cleansed, hallelujah, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I could spill some red ink here on this Bible cover. Well, I could take something, you know, and cover it up. It's still there, but it's covered up. But if I take a cleansing agent and cleanse it, I don't have to cover it up. It's gone. Hallelujah. And thank God our sins are gone. Unto him that loved us and has cleansed us from all sin in his blood, the scripture said. Well, then not only that, but one of the texts that we looked at on Monday said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Now turn back there to 2 Corinthians because I want you to look at a verse there with me now. 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter. We're looking at the 17th verse right now. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now look down at that 21st verse. For he hath made him this is God hath made him Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Now do you notice the statement in both of these verses? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 Therefore if any man be in Christ Notice the 21st verse said, has the expression in him in it. In Christ we become a new creature. In him we have become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Did you wear your shout and clothes this morning? Hallelujah. If you can't shout about the word, well, you don't need to shout about anything. You know just as well as I know that God never made any unrighteous new creature. I mean, that would be an insult on the work of God. He didn't make an unrighteous new creature. No, sir. You, when you were born again into Christ, became a new man, a new creature in Christ Jesus. She with the heart, Romans 10, 10 said, man believeth unto righteousness. How does he get there? He believes unto righteousness. Hallelujah. This other verse there in Romans said, 5, 17, that we received of abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. Glory. Of the gift of righteousness. We've received of the gift of righteousness. Righteousness is a gift. And when you were born again, you became a new man in Christ Jesus. Or this other text said, the 21st verse said, we are made, see he made us new creatures, made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. 
I remember I was teaching several years ago in Scranton, Pennsylvania, in one of the full gospel churches there. And I was talking right along this same line in some of my lessons in the morning time. The pastor had made mention to the fact that the uh, superintendent of his Sunday school there was really the most spiritual man in all of his ministry. And here was a man that had been pastoring for 30 years, well, over 30 years, in all of his pastoral work, you see. This man, the superintendent of Sunday school, he considered him to be the most dedicated, consecrated, spiritual man. Well, this man and the job that he worked, the company he worked for, actually worked on the uh, night shift, or that is in the evening from about 3 o'clock in the evening to 11 o'clock at night. And so he came to the morning service. So he's sitting there one morning, right on the front seat every morning taking notes. So I suddenly stopped. I wanted to illustrate my point. And I knew that what the pastor said, everybody considered this man to be the most spiritual, you know, most dedicated and consecrated Christian in the whole church. And I suddenly, I just stopped and suddenly said to him, Brother, are you righteous? See, I wanted to illustrate that most folks don't know what right is. He said, I'm trying to be. I said to him, now, I'm not trying to be vulgar about it, you know, but I just want to ask you a question. Are you a man or a woman? By me, he said, I'm a man. I said, how'd you get that way? He said, I was born that way. I said, that's the way you get righteous. <laughs> that's the way you get to be righteous. You're born that way. Praise God. Praise God. Now, you see, Peter, you remember, made the statement... He said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. You see, that little newborn babe is just as righteous in the sight of God as the older saints have been living for God for 50, 60 years. And is full of good works and right conduct. Praise God. Yet that newborn babe in the sight of God is just as righteous as the other one is. And that newborn babe can get his prayer heard or her prayer heard and answered just as quick as the older saint. See? Because, see, righteousness means right standing with God. That's what it means. Right standing with God. And you see, we have the right standing with God not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did. It's a gift. Receive the gift. We receive the gift of righteousness in Christ Jesus. And you can see that the newborn babe in Christ has just as good a standing with God as the old saint that's been living for God for many years. And you can see this, that you'll not have any better standing and any more right standing with God when you get to heaven than you have right now. See? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you know that's difficult for folks to, to accept, and yet if they just believe what the Bible said, the scriptures that we've laid out here in front of you, you've got to believe that. Because, see, we get so fouled up with religious teachings instead of actually scriptural New Testament teaching. Let's go back here now. Let's read again before we go back to the fifth chapter of Romans. Let's read again this verse right here in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he hath made him, that was Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin. Now I believe that part of that verse is true, don't you? 
You know, I've tested people out. I've said, how many of you believe that's true? That part of that verse, everybody lifted a hand. And then I read that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. So I said, therefore we are, I am and you are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. How many of you believe that's true? And you know what? Biggest majority of the time, see, everybody lifted their hand on the first part of the verse is true, and you couldn't get half of them lift the hand on the last part. And yet you know if one half of that verse is true, the other half is true too, isn't it? See, there's a friend that's going to get trapped into something. No, God didn't trap us into something. He made a provision for us that belongs to us. Hallelujah that we need to realize he is ours. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, a Heart of Faith package. The book, Listen to Your Heart by Ken Hagan and the single CD, The God Kind of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $15.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And uh, remember, all of our Living Faith Crusades, you can go right there onto uh, rhema.org get and find, get all the information about all of what's going on here yes. at the ministry, Rockets Over Rhema, all that kind of stuff. Some of you, I know, are getting those, uh, those Roku deals now. A lot of people are getting them. And we have a channel on there. And there's something playing on there all the time on the Roku channel. So you can go there. Uh, we do have a magazine called The Word of Faith. That's right. Uh, you can go online and see it, or you can ask for a hard copy. Oh, everything is right there. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, understanding how to fight the good fight of faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.